Wrestling Podcast Universe. You're listening to the Nuclear Heat Podcast with your hosts, Rob, Cass, Mike, Anthony, where we're bringing you the best, the worst, and everything in between of this week's Raw, SmackDown, and a preview of Sunday's Money in the Bank pay-per-view. This week brought to you by Golden Corral. Get some food. Get some food. So... Uh, what did everybody think of the wrestling that we watched this week? Sandra, did you have a highlight? Uh, so my highlight of the week uh, was the women's and men's Fatal 4-Ways. I liked the men's, I think, a little bit more than the women's, but I did like both. Myself, I liked the women's Fatal 4-Way a little bit better than the men's. I thought the men's had some really good spots, but overall, the whole match, I liked the women's. Mike? Did you have a highlight this week? I did. That was the uh, the makeup artist doing the spray tans. Everybody was very tic-tac orange this week, I felt. That looked good. Yeah, so she's got a special place in my heart. Call back to the 80s uh, with the spray He was tans. just missing the baby oil. Just missing the baby oil. Uh, Cassandra, did you have a low light of the week this my week? My low light of the week, again this week, was Ginger Mahal and Roman Reigns. I find them to be very boring it was boring again. I I don't know. I just tuned them out, and at least it was, like, only a, a minute long, so it wasn't too bad. Well, I might disagree with you on parts of that when we get to fuck that you. part of the show, and fuck me. Mike, what was your low light of the week? My low light of the week was the, uh, the lack of fatalities in the Fatal 4-Ways. It was it got so much so much billing and then nobody they, died. They really do overhype the idea. They hype the shit out of it. Someone someone's gonna die. Someone's gonna get their fucking head ripped off and shoved in their face. A perfect Michael Cole impression here from Mike. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just everybody lived and I was disappointed. You gotta wait till the pay per views. I know pay per view people die. Sunday, it's Sunday, Sunday. Viscera and blood and guts and enemas. That really is part of the tradition. You can't give the best stuff away on free TV. You gotta get people to pay. So that was our highlights and lowlights of the week. So let's get right into it and talk about what we saw on Raw this week. Raw opened with uh, eight ladders in the ring and all four competitors from both the uh, men's Money in the Bank and women's Money in the Bank matches on top of the ladders. Sandra, what did you think here? Uh, I thought it was weird that they were eating Golden Corral, but they did sponsor the match this week, I guess, so that was fine. Um, I would you prefer they were snapping into Slim Jims? I would have preferred if they were like applying their Gold Bond powders and lotions. So, um, but it was okay. It was a good visual, but overall annoying. Um, people just screaming over each other. It's not something I really want to watch. So, Mike, what did you think? Um, I, I understand, like, they kind of want to have everybody out in one stage, um, just get everything out there. People yelling at each other over each other, I don't mind so much when it's always sunny in Philadelphia. That's true. Yeah. If it just got that, if like, it, if they had Charlie Day, just someone doing the high pitched, like completely or erratic. If Danny DeVito made a guest appearance, God, Danny would be fantastic yeah. as a wrestling manager. Mm. Um, but I, other, other than that, I thought it was kind of corny. I'm gonna jump in here and say that I really disagree. You don't like Danny DeVito at all. I don't like Danny DeVito at all. Get out. But you know what? You know what else? He's short. Corny? He's rotund. He's 
bald. I don't like him. Those are all the good. It's like things. looking into a mirror. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> true. I am an unattractive person. What I really disagree on is I actually really liked this segment uh, for a, a couple of reasons. First of all, uh, I thought it was a good way to get both the Money in the Bank matches over at the same time. So instead of having a 10-minute segment with the four men and then later in the show a 10-minute segment with the four women, I really liked that they had all eight of them out on stage. I also thought it was really good that the... Um, the presentation put the women's Money in the Bank match on the same level as the men's Money in the Bank match. That well, I agree with. And uh, I think that with if you look at the talent that's in those two matches, there's a good chance that the women's Money in the Bank match steals the show this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really liked both of that. I do want to double back a little bit. I said it was corny. I want to say it was cheesy. Cheesy? Yeah. Um, corny, maybe seen as a pejorative. Uh, when I, but cheesy, when I say it's cheesy, it brings me back to the uh, the bottomless mac and cheese you can get at Golden Corral Mm-mm. for just twelve ninety nine. You can just keep going back and filling your plate with that cheesy macy goodness. So get some. Golden Corral. So get I, some. I know you guys are fans of the Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle. We did have Kurt come out, and uh, he had a little tete-a-tete with uh, Baron Corbin, the constable of Raw. What do you guys think? When uh, Kurt Angle came out, I meant to ask you this. You can cut all this out. But So we were wondering, because you know how all the fans sing you suck to a song? Yeah. When did that start? Like, did they always? There had to be a point when they started singing you suck. And, like... It's been about 20 years. Oh, okay. It's been a long time of the use of... We were talking about it, but you... Yeah. Uh, What was the start of it? Well, uh, Kurt was at one point a bad guy, and... So it just stuck with... Why, Kurt, a bad uh, guy? It it sucked. (laughs) Um, I, I can't remember the exact origin of it. It probably had something to do with Stone Cold, because mm. that's in Stone Cold era, and, you know, Stone Cold had lots of things that he said sucked, so he probably at some point said that Angle sucked, and then the crowd took off took with off. it. Just was wondering. So that was that. Uh, so what did you think about Kurt and Baron this week? Well, you, so are you, Baron is Baron is growing? to um, make sure... That Stephanie wants to make sure somebody from Raw brings home the money in the bank, but then they didn't do anything with it. I was like, hell, they didn't. How was he gonna do that? He never came back. That's true. I, I guess that was an empty threat. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Baron Corbin cut his hair this week, so mm-hmm. there's that. So nobody was a big fan of the Baron Corbin portion. So I, I. Uh, um, I I think my biggest realization in that was that Kurt Angle kind of looks like one of the sons from Pawn Stars. <laughs> if 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 like the father had an illegitimate child with a thumb. Makes sense actually. Yeah. It really does. It really paints a vivid mental picture of that sweet sweet love making. Like so, the uh, the thumb things in Spy Kids, the first one. I haven't seen Spy Kids. Oh come on. Yeah. I've never oh. seen it either. Yeah. You're Rob's alone, Anthony. <laughs> Dennis Millard, myself, at. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Don't cut that out. So I can't disagree. That is that is absolutely staying in this whole bit. You guys learning about Kurt Angle, Spy Kids. Well, there's these the mid the, 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 the mooks, the henchmen. They're robots. You can't say mooks. Yes, I can. No, you can't. That's the other. Oh, one. sorry. The <laughs> nice try. They're giant like thumb robots. Like they have, each each limb is just a giant a pen like a thumb for something. I forget what they call them. A... Thumb bots. Yeah, something stupid. Well, right. so everyone's learned about Spy Kids today. Um, I forget what we were talking about. Um, oh, I, I can't disagree with you guys that the the talking over each other through the whole of the segment was a little much. But I did like at the end where they really were just all talking at once that allowed Braun Strowman to yell and silence them all. I, I just love Braun Strowman yelling. Oh, I love Braun Strowman yelling. It's my favorite mm-hmm. thing. Anyway... Moving on, uh, that bit brought us to the women's fatal four-way match. Uh, Mike, you had some thoughts on this one. Um, I th- I really thought Ember Moon should have won, and I think it was just it was racism that they didn't let her win. It was racist to not let her win. I think Ember Moon should have won as well. Agreed. I'm not sure that it was racism, but. Uh, Ember Moon... Agree to disagree. We agree to disagree. Looked really strong in this match. Um, early on, she caught Alexa out of the air when Alexa tried to do a crossbody on her. And because Alexa is so much smaller than the other girls, uh, Ember really just looked like a monster. Um, she also uh, hit a killer suicide dive on Sasha Banks. Uh, at one point where they both slammed into the wall. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, it's so hard. That was so awesome. And leading up to it, like, a lot of the guys that, that do, a lot of the men that do the suicide dive don't get the head of steam that she got on that jump. She ran across the ring. She rocketed through rocketed the ring. Rocketed up. It was really good. Early on in the match, that one of my favorite announcer moments happened. Uh, Corey said, Rarely will I ever pick Sasha Banks for anything, but with the every woman for herself stipulation, Sasha has a great advantage in money in the bank since she doesn't care about anybody. <laughs> Just one of my uh, favorite announcer moments this, this time. Uh, we also had uh, a lot of um, cowardly heel work from Alexa, and she did a lot of softening up Natty. Um, <laughs> she put her in a submission move with the ropes and really was hammering on the knee. And that was good because it'll give Natty a chance in the money. knee that was taped on top of her pants. And well, that way she could remember which one was injured. Yeah. I do believe that she presented the opposite knee as injured last <clears throat> week. I'm not certain. I'd have to watch them both back. To th- I'm pretty sure it was the other knee that was injured last week. But uh, anyway... Natalia, for some reason, used the sharpshooter to win, even though she had an injured knee, which seems like it would really put a lot of stress on your knee. But uh, I guess she was being shown as strong. And the strong knee, independent woman who don't need no man. Don't need Very no much. man. Who, uh, oh, the injury will give her something to work with in the Money in the Bank match on Sunday. I derail thoughts with nonsense. <laughs> nonsense. Just total nonsense. 
Uh, they, they were called thumb thumbs. I looked them up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Thank, thank, thank God for Google. Yeah. And oh, the reminder of I the can, thumb I thumbs. I can sleep tonight. Yeah. So, uh, so I really enjoyed that match. What did uh, you guys think? Did you? I thought it was really good. Um, I thought Ember was great, and I, I didn't mind Natalia winning. I like Natalia. They did some good setup for Money in the Bank, so overall I thought it was a good match. Yeah. Uh, up next we had Finn Balor in the locker room getting ready, and in a odd but I thought really entertaining bit, Kevin Owens walked up and offered him olives. Yeah, it was straight off the buffet bar from Golden <laughs> Corral. They've got a lot of delicious, healthy offerings, I didn't including make, black olives for your salad. I did not make that connection, but now that you've explained it, it really is a really good product placement spot. <laughs> so Kevin, Kevin Owens, on the other hand, explained it as uh, olives representing an olive branch. I really liked this segment. Uh, Kevin was really put in a position to look really good. You know, this kind of, these kind of, Backstage segments are really where Kevin shines. He had a great line to Finn where he said, You can't beat Braun Strowman. I can probably beat him, but it'll be really taxing. I thought it was really funny. Uh, so, um, And so Kevin offered to team up with Finn and Bobby Roode later in their Fatal 4-Way. What did everybody think of this? Moving right along, I then. Just boys being boys, locker room talk. Yeah, I had it down in my... We see Braun Strowman, we grab him by the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I had it down in my good part of the backstage nonsense. Um, further down in my notes. That's right. about it. I guess we'll get to it later. Uh, no, that's, that's all. That's it? You just thought it was good? Yeah. I agree. It was good. <laughs> uh, moving right along, we had... Uh, out next, we had the Fashion Police Breezango team. Uh, here, here was another line from the announcers that I really enjoyed. Coach said, the Fashion Police are really hard not to like. And Corey said, it's not that hard. I do it very well. I just enjoyed that. So uh, the next match was Breezango versus Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre. What did everybody think here? Uh, Ziggler was the first one who came out looking like UTI Piss Orange. Yeah. Um, heavily spray tanned. Heavily spray tanned. But like super blotchy, like really just in the upper chest area. Did anybody watch the match? It was I, only uh, three minutes long. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't that big of a match. I was mostly distracted by uh, ordering Drew McIntyre's outfit off of Amazon. You wanted yeah, that this, duster? That rack. sleeveless leather duster with the, oh, with yeah. the black man panties. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You should probably spring and get a custom job on that. Yeah, I should, but it's always... Money's tight. Money's tight. I really liked in the match when uh, Drew McIntyre powerbombed Breeze onto Fandango. That did look that really good. good. And then Ziggler and McIntyre did, I guess, their finishing moves, which, who knew? I didn't. That Ziggler's is called the Zigzag. This is the best name ever. <laughs> And then the Claymore for the other guy, whatever. So, um, what did you think of the combination of the two? It looked fine. I was, I just liked the name. The zigzag. You just like the name of the zigzag. It's a pretty good name. And then after the match, we had Dolphin Ziggler making another pronouncement that they were here to 
fix the uh, tag team division. Uh, they said that their loss in the Battle Royal was a fluke, and I thought it was a pretty good promo. Anything? Yeah, it was, it was fine. It was quick, but not boring. Yeah, and then... one of the best reviews I've ever gotten. <laughs> the whole segment really did get over that uh, Drew and Dolph are powerful and a big... Uh, on to big things in the tag team division. Uh, so next, we went backstage to Cassandra's favorite wrestler, Roman Reigns. And Roman Reigns basically just complained about how Mahal cost him money in the bank. I'm going to assume that no one has any opinions about this. Bitching, bitching, bitching. Always. Yeah, you know, it's really a problem to have somebody who's supposed to be a good guy. You're supposed to cheer for this guy. Oh, he's supposed to be a good guy? I assume they were both bad guys. Roman Reigns is supposed to be a good guy, but he is whining incessantly in a way that makes no one want to cheer for him. Yeah, it's not great. Roman Reigns is not great. We'll go with that. Uh, there was a brief little bit with uh, Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman about uh, Brock Lesnar becoming the longest major title holder in over 30 years. But I didn't even notice that. Uh, but, yeah. but he, Where the hell were they? I didn't see that. Yeah, I, it might have just been an infographic. Yeah, I think it, it was. was a, I think it was a picture of them. Mm-hmm. So you guys might have fast-forwarded right over Probably. it. But uh, anyway, you know, Lesnar hasn't defended the title Barely at all in these 434 days. Yeah, he's been on the show four times in that. Yeah. So, not great. It's it's hurting the show at this point to not have the champ around. In the beginning, when, you know, Lesnar would only show up every three months, and people were really excited to see him, I thought that was fine. I was excited to see him. He's the most like popular champion that ever came along in UFC. And then he came oh, back in UFC. And then he came back to wrestling, which most people, if they were that popular in UFC, won't do. Like they mm-hmm. looked down on their previous job in wrestling. So when he came back, people were excited to see him. He's a he's an, a legitimate star, not a WWE star. I'll disagree. He's basically a veteran, and he should be given the respect of one. Okay. I'm All right. Not respect. All right, everyone. Everyone. Enough. <laughs> so up next we had the Jinder Mahal and Roman Reigns match was coming up which with a big swerve turned out to actually be Roman Reigns versus Sunil Singh uh, what did everybody think of this um, I was glad that only was a minute long that was it yeah I was glad in all honesty that they didn't have Roman Reigns versus Jinder Mahal because to have that match six days before the pay-per-view, why even have it on the pay-per-view? It didn't make sense, so I was glad that it wound up being a tease. Uh, Before before you found out that it was a tease, uh, Jonathan Coachman did manage to say, this is a pay-per-view quality match, which Cole responded with, yeah, Exactly. That's why it's on the pay-per-view on Sunday. So that was my favorite part of the entire segment. Yeah. I I did appreciate the crowd booing the shit out of Mahal. Yeah. Which I think just came from them being in Arkansas. I was gonna say just a ton of racists. Yeah, just a ton of racists. They probably thought he was Kali. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the zombie calling. But uh, I was really hopeful when they when uh, what when Mahal said he was going to be fighting another Indian. Mm-hmm. I was fingers crossed for Tatanka. <laughs> <laughs> Did not come to pass. But no, so unfortunately, Singh, unfortunately, yeah, who's basically it just seemed like a horrible swarthy Indian stereotype. That's yeah. exactly what they. Are. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he was just missing like the cell phone belt holster and yeah. working at his dad's business half-assedly. Now you can't complain about stereotypes and then list more stereotypes. <laughs> yes, I can. It's called white privilege. <laughs> Okay, moving right along. We're moving along from the white privilege segment. We we had the B team come out with Curtis Angle and Bo Dallas. White privilege. (laughs) (laughs) For their match with Heath Slater and Rhino, Uh, Heath Slater was wearing a new shirt that said "Rhino made this" on it. Uh, What did everybody think about uh, the B team? I feel like he was really copying the B team style on that. It's they true. have their own thing going with their handmade t-shirts. Which, this week, on shopwwe.com, you can buy. Yeah, they handmake every single one of those. It's true. I, yeah. I believe that's in the in, their in the description yeah. on, on www.shop.com. What else have they got to do, you know? Yeah. Uh, the match was really quick. In fact, Rhino didn't even get in the ring during the match. and But... It did allow um, the B team to get a non-fluky win because yes. all up till now all of all of the B team's wins have been fluky and they didn't really seem like in anywhere near competitors for the the leaders of worlds and, and now at least they have a non-fluky win, which led us to uh, Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt coming out. What did we think of this? Um, I like when they were congratulating. Uh, the B team, and said, well done, you mules. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful! Wonderful! Wonderful. Uh, and then... <laughs> then just promising to delete them. And promising to delete them. And, for some reason this week, Matt said that they were going to eat them and delete them, which was new, I believe. You gotta up the weirdness factor. Yeah. Uh, in my notes here, I have uh, Hammy Kravitz and LSD Jeff Fahey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hammy Kravitz is pretty good. <laughs> All right, up next we had Elias. I know Cassandra. I know you're a big fan. My favorite. What did you think of Elias's uh, song about Seth Rollins this week? Again, Elias was great this week. He's always great. Never mm. disappoints. He, I, he did a great song about that he'd written about Seth Rollins. And he was showing off his custom guitar from his good friend, John Mayer. And then that asshole Seth Rollins came out and broke that custom guitar. So Elias did have some great digs in his song this week. He uh, made fun of all of uh, Seth Rollins' nicknames, the architect and Seth freaking Rollins. Uh, Yeah, it's in my best shit talk category of the week. Um... So it started out when he was backstage and uh, he was getting ready and he said, I'll be performing in front of these Arkansas hillbillies. (laughs) Then he got out and he told everybody to silence all cell phones, hold applause, listen. I understand it's difficult to contain your excitement when I'm here, but shut your mouths. And then uh, the Seth Rollins song 
you made fun of his CrossFit. And uh, you're a tool for doing CrossFit. CrossFit. <laughs> a yeah. pretty good cut. Void of any talent, a disgrace to Raw. And wouldn't be surprised if Seth Rollins was born in this toilet, Little Rock, Arkansas. And then when he was showing off his guitar, said, uh, don't act like you're not impressed. <laughs> it was really all, good. all really good digs. Yeah. Uh, so we had Rollins then come out and chase Elias out of the ring. And, and although it was clear from the very beginning that he was going to break the custom guitar... We had about five minutes of him teasing that he was going to break the custom Too guitar. Long Too long. It the, went really long. Uh, but it did allow us to get one an additional great moment with the announcers. As Jonathan Coachman said, uh, Seth just broke Elias' guitar that was a gift from hip-hop, hip-hop star John Mayer. <laughs> And when he was corrected, he followed up with John Mayer, Jay-Z, what's the difference? Uh, anyway, that was pretty great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a pretty good segment. It was long. Uh, but most of it was Elias, so that was yeah. good. Yeah. Um, up next? Well, no, that's right. For Elias, I would love to see them like pull the rug out and just have them, instead of like his usual shtick, just do a full rendition of Tears in Heaven. <laughs> or just go Michael Hutchins with all the scarves. I, I I think he should go Michael Hutchins with all the scarves. That's pretty genius. What other songs would you like to hear from? Oh, hey there, Delilah. <laughs> Cassandra, do you have any picks? No, I was just thinking of the Tears in Heaven. He could play that song with a in memoriam video for Seth Rollins. <laughs> oh. That would Especially work. if he wins uh, on the pay-per-view. Yeah. Uh, if you really want to heal it up, you could sing some Don Henley songs that people hate them. So, mm-hmm. All right. We went backstage again for Kevin Owens and Bobby Roode. Anybody have any opinions here? Nope. Nope? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, Kevin Owens looks like uh, Samwise Gamgee. <laughs> My favorite part of the backstage bit was at the very end, as Kevin was turning away to leave, he said, nice robe, to Bobby Roode, which I found very entertaining. I laughed out loud at that point, so. And I was watching Raw at work, so. <laughs> Up next, we had uh, Bailey versus Ruby Riot and the Riot Squad. But before the match, we showed the Riot Squad backstage sort of trashing the backstage. Yeah, just acting like punks, I yeah, guess. Yeah, they're punks. They're riot. Yeah, like, like 80s high school yeah. bad girls. Yeah, yeah. this is going to say they're like bad girls. We threw papers around and we cut this guy's tie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was it. That was that. Yeah, the other bad girl thing was after uh, Ruby Riot won, they all three of them started drawing all over Bailey with black lipstick. Yeah. I think that was part of the bad girl high school shtick thing. Yeah. I, I mean, the match was pretty good. It was okay. Uh, but it really it really makes Bailey look bad that she multiple times was distracted by the girls outside of the ring. And, in fact, lost because she was distracted by the girls outside of the ring. You knew where they were there. You knew why they were there. Why would you let them get their way? It was in the script. I, I, 
It was in the script. <laughs> she did her job, but it just didn't make her look great. I think it's to emphasize that she doesn't have anybody in her corner now that That's true. Sasha she Banks really needs there. Sasha there to protect her from Sarah and Liv. Mm-hmm. So. It kind of brought me back to the mall working days. It, it just seemed like cashiers from Hot Topic and Build-A-Bear were just we're fighting just over... Fighting yeah, we're just fighting yeah. loser loses like food court privileges. Mm-hmm. Uh, which one's from Build-A-Bear? Bailey, obviously. <laughs> anyway, we moved along to Ronda Rousey backstage. Uh, she threw on her leather jacket to look like a real badass. And then Natty came up and told her to be really careful. Be ready for anything. I don't remember this at all. I I swear to you it happened. It it did happen. It was just not good. Nothing with Ronda Rousey so far has been been. good. But this was bad. Uh, But I'm only mentioning it because clearly it's going to come back to haunt Ronda that Natalia told her to be ready for anything. Including Natalia turning on you very soon. Uh, and then... What do you think she meant by that? I don't know. Whatever could she have meant? I don't know. Uh, it's ready for anything. Anything. It's like some Da Vinci Code shit. Yeah. Up next, we had Jonathan Coachman out in the ring for the Nia Jackson Ronda Rousey face-to-face. And this was as boring as all the rest of the Ronda and Nia stuff has been. Uh, what did anybody? What did you think here? I just wrote down that I was bored, and neither is very entertaining, and they need somebody that's good on the mic because yeah. neither of them is charismatic. Is ready to talk? Yeah, they're neither of them talk well. Uh, I thought that although it it still wasn't good, the end of Rhonda's speech where she said people said I wasn't ready to go to the Olympics when I was 17 and I was ready for that and people said I wasn't ready for strike force and people said I wasn't ready for this and people said I wasn't ready for that it was her best time on the mic in no way am I saying it's great but I thought it was the best that she's done and while I wasn't before this bit I wouldn't have said I wanted to see Ronda put Nia in the armbar here because you should save that for the pay-per-view. Knowing how badly they've both done talking, you really have to have them do some action, and really that's the only bit of action that it seems like they can do. Yeah. So the the whole the whole scene just kind of felt like it was it was endless. It was endless. It was endless just like the options at Golden Corral. Many. Where for twelve ninety nine, you and every member of your family can go and get a great deal on foods from mashed potatoes, previously mentioned mac and cheese, mm. corn. They've got a grill option where there's chicken, turkey, beef. You name it. Hand carved. Hand, hand carved. Would the two of you pick Golden Corral over CC's Endless Pizza Bar? Ooh, this week, yes, but maybe CC's yep, next I've week. I've never had CC's. It could be his maybe, sponsoring. Maybe if they stop being cheap shits and threw some money toward Give our show. Give us money, CC's. CC's, it's garbage. We teabag every pizza. <laughs> next week, we'll say it's food if you give us money. <laughs> <laughs> give us money, we won't shit on you. So we went to Kurt Hawkins backstage and we got to see No Way Jose doing his conga no line. No way, Jose. No way, Jose. Jose. 
but it was really fast. Nothing really happened here. Uh, Kurt just watched No Way Jose pass by. The announce team briefly mentioned that they uh, ESPN.com, uh, huge sports entertainment network, uh, had mentioned Kurt's 200 losses. So, well, Kurt was actually um, hiding in the conga line. Not in the backstage segment. In oh. the backstage segment, he watched them I go past. you were past. talking about the match. Well, that's next. Oh, you can cut that. Yeah, no, he watched them go past. And then, and he, then somewhere he, he infiltrated. I missed the, we might have fast-forwarded past the backstage. That's fine. You didn't miss anything. Uh, anyway, so, with, uh, spoiler alert, Kurt Hawkins didn't come out when his music played. And while the ref was counting him out, giving him the 10 count, 10 seconds to get out there, he snuck up behind No Way Jose from where he was hiding in the conga line. Unfortunately for Kurt Hawkins, he still didn't win, so he's 201 losses in a row. Also, I don't think it's a spoiler alert if it already happened. Well, I guess you're right. Oh, you mean like Spider-Man turning the dust at the end of Avengers? (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Snake kills Dumbledore! <laughs> that was only, what, 12 years ago? So. 20. 20? Snake oh, killed Dumbledore 20 like, years ago? It was like 30. Okay. Uh, we went backstage again. Uh, Finn, Baylor, and Bobby Roode now. Uh, Finn, and Baylor, uh, Finn and Bobby were talking about whether they agreed to Kevin's plan to triple-team Braun Strowman, and uh, uh, they both agreed they were going to probably do it. Bobby told Finn to keep an eye on Kevin Owens, and Finn told Bobby that he would keep an eye on Kevin Owens, and he'd keep his other eye on Bobby. What did everybody think of this? Uh, I didn't write anything down about it, because it, was, it wasn't, like, crazy. It was just a normal backstage thing, so I didn't feel the need to. The only thing that I thought was kind of weird was that, that Finn, who is really a big baby face, Bobby's a baby face, but Finn's a really big baby face, was agreeing to essentially cheat. You know, I mean, it's it's not against the rules, but it's certainly something that a good guy wouldn't do. I didn't Let's... take it as cheating. No? No. Yeah. Three people ganging up in a four-way fight? That's not cheating. Strategy. Oh, yeah. well, not, not when the one guy is that strong. Yeah. Yeah, if it was like a wheelchair kid, yeah, don't do Oh, yeah, one. then no, that's, that's after. Yeah. yeah. But it oh. was Braun freaking Strowman. All right, I guess we saw it differently. Up next, we had uh, Sammy's obstacle course for Bobby Lashley. What did we mm-hmm. think here? I thought, what did I write down? So, Muscles Lashley looked great. Finished the course in 38 seconds. Uh, this was after Sammy said, Green Berets can do this course in two minutes. I did it earlier in a minute and a half with an injured hand. (laughs) Injured by Bobby Lashley, who had aggressively shook his hand two weeks ago, and he still had his hand taped up. And then uh, Sammy snuck him from behind at the end. And then I think it just cut away. Yeah, that was it. That was all we got. Um, I had Sammy would be a great uh, young Mickey if they ever did a Rocky prequel. I can see it. I can see it. We should pitch it. Well, you know, WWE does have its own movie studio. They'd probably be right on board with that. 
awesome sounding film masterpiece. <laughs> uh, I've I really liked this segment. It, it's been the best thing in Bobby and Sammy's it's, terrible, yeah. terrible feud. Uh, Bobby got the chance to show how powerful he is doing that course in 38 seconds. Now, admittedly, it probably doesn't take two minutes for a Green Beret to do that, but he still looked really, really mm-hmm. strong. And then, uh, you know, Sammy got to beat him up from behind, so that was great, too. Yeah, it does It does take them two minutes, I've seen. You've seen it? I've seen it happen, yeah. Okay. You clocked him. I clocked him. Mm-hmm. Semper Fi. Semper Fi. So, uh, after that, we had uh, Finn Baylor, Kevin Owens, and uh, Bobby Roode were backstage talking about how they were going to defeat Braun Strowman. Uh, Kevin was taking a leadership position here. And then Strowman walked up and told them that he had a great idea that they should all gang up on him during their match. And then he yelled about getting his hands or something. Spoiler alert, Braun Strowman. So I guess it's true. I mean, Finn really wasn't being a bad guy because Braun told him to do it. So see, see, I'm proven wrong. I'm proven wrong. So we went to the Fatal 4-Way match. The three-on-one plan was working early on. Uh, And then we got to the giant spot where the guys knocked down Braun Strowman onto the announce table. And uh, Kevin set up a ladder, had Finn and Bobby hold the ladder, and then did a giant frog splash off the ladder, which took out both uh, Kevin Owens and Braun Strowman. What did you guys think? I liked it. thought it was really entertaining. Um, the whole bit with the ladders and all of the ramp. and Because uh, sometimes it gets really boring just watching Braun Strowman toss guys out of the ring. It's true. Uh, and then that giant spot did allow for a more traditional in-ring match with uh, Rude and Finn. Uh, just facing off against each other, which led to a lot of back and forth with eventually Kevin coming back and all three breaking up pins on each other, which is what gave Braun Strowman enough time to recover from the giant frog splash and eventually, you know, well, run, everybody wants to win. run roughshod over all three guys. I don't know. Their three-on-one plan kind of fell apart there. Because they had worked together. If they had worked together... They only did a... The only time they worked together was holding the ladder. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Holding the ladder for uh, James Corden's stunt double to go up there and do the frog splash. <laughs> so that's uh, all we had on uh, Raw this week. What did everybody think overall on Raw? I thought it was okay, especially for... Uh, an episode leading into a pay-per-view, which are usually a lot weaker than the normal weeks. Unfortunately, that's exactly the opposite of how it's supposed Uh, to be. I mean, the past couple of uh, pay-per-views, that's been true. Yeah. But traditionally, you're supposed to make people want to buy the pay-per-view. This show should have been the best show. It was probably the best Raw in a couple weeks. But it in no way made me want to buy the pay-per-view. If the pay-per-view yeah. wasn't $10, it would be a tough sell. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Anything else before we move on to SmackDown? Um, instead of Raw, I, I think they should call it Undercooked. Undercooked? Yeah, that's how it felt this week. It felt a little un- undercooked. Undercooked. You know where you'll, you'll never get undercooked food? Would that be Golden Corral? That would be Golden Corral. Okay, SmackDown Live on Tuesday. Perfection. SmackDown Live on Tuesday opened up. We had uh, Paige, <laughs> Becky Lynch, Charlotte, Lana, and Naomi in the ring. with the. Uh, so we had all four of the female Money in the Bank contenders in the ring. We had each of them list off one of their accomplishments or two. And uh, it was... It was getting a little long at that point. Saved, though, when our girls, the Iconics, came out. It's true. The Really, the bit was going nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did like that Becky mentioned that she would run through Charlotte to win Money in the Bank. That mm-hmm. was the only real comment that really landed for me. I but also liked when Naomi told Lana that... You better hope I don't snatch you bald right now when they were yeah, arguing. Yeah. That was good, too. Yeah. Uh, but the bit was saved by the return of the Iconics, who uh, mocked Becky's accent, uh, mocked Charlotte, mocked Naomi, and Lana's dancing. <laughs> they, too, did the kid and play dance. And, uh, and better. And better. Now, see, when they were when they were tearing into everyone, they were going on. They were using their backgrounds, like North Carolina, Irish. I'm cutting this part. I puckered when they got to name. I'm baby. cutting this part. <laughs> right. I was I was genuinely concerned because New Zealanders are known for their racism. <laughs> <laughs> it's abhorrent behavior, and I I was relieved it went where it went. After the, kid play, after the kid and play dance, we had the uh, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville came out and uh, they told Paige that she would be disappointed on Sunday because no one that's in the Money in the Bank match from SmackDown was going to win. And that led to a brawl at the ringside between the four girls that are in Money in the Bank and the four women that are not in Money in the Bank, which set up a four-on-four tag match for later in the show. I thought it was weird that they were having a giant brawl for, like, a second, and it cut in the middle to the announcer's table. Like, if you're there, do they just walk away up the up the ramp at that point? Or how long does the brawl go on? I really couldn't tell you yeah. how long. It, it is a little weird that it, it cuts yeah. and goes to commercial and then yeah. is over. Yeah, if you're if you're listening to this and you were there, please give us a call on the uh, nuclear heat hotline. Mm-hmm. Uh, come to the brand new nuclear heat Facebook group. That's nuclear heat podcast on the Facebook, and uh, let tell us, us know. What let happens? us know what happens when they cut to commercial and there's a brawl going on. Or call the hotline at six zero nine one zero. Up next, we have to call with your opinions, or even if there's things you like about the show, things you hate. Just a lot of hang-ups would be fine. (laughs) Up next, we had Daniel Bryan and Shelton Benjamin. This was a really uh, good match. Uh, What do you guys think? You didn't like this? No, I I actually had this down as um, one of my disappointments. Really? Yeah. Uh, it was in my things I didn't like uh, as the second part. 
they weren't. It wasn't as bad as Roman Reigns and Jinder Mahal, but I was really bored during this match, and they just like were hitting each other in the knee the whole time. That's all that happened. I I thought that there was a good use of some submission spots here that went back and forth, but moved quickly between one another trying to submit each other. I liked this match. Mike, you're the tiebreaker. What did you think? Weak. Weak. It was weak sauce. Turns out I was wrong. But the sauce that's never weak. Golden Corral. Mm, What kind of sauce I got there? Oh, they got every sauce. Golden sauce, obviously. (laughs) Golden sauce. Golden sauce. Put it on everything. Yeah. See, everywhere else they call it cheese. Golden Corral, it's golden sauce. Golden sauce. Golden sauce on everything. Backstage? We had Paige uh, with Asuka, and Asuka told Paige that she wants Carmella tonight, and Paige instead changed the eight-woman tag match to a ten-woman tag match, and Asuka seemed happy with that. Uh, And then we had Miz uh, join Paige. Uh, Miz was wearing a, a referee outfit and a headband. For Ms. Jitsu. For Ms. Jitsu. Uh, he explained to Paige that he is in training for an upcoming movie where a dog is a WWE referee, and he'll be uh, showing the dog everything he knows as a referee. Rough, rough, ref. Rough, rough, ref. Uh, I can't wait. Uh, so at, in training for his big movie... He wanted to be the special guest referee between Samoa Joe and Rusev. Uh, what, what did we think here? What, what did everybody think about this? Uh, I thought The Miz, he's great backstage. He is always entertaining, so I actually paid attention and laughed quite a bit. I also I thought Paige uh, did well here, too, and some of her bits as GM so far haven't been great, but here she was really strong. It flowed more naturally, and she really uh, did well stealing the Miz's uh, catchphrase, so I liked it too. The only problem I had is at first, uh, Paige says, I can see what you're trying to do here, Miz. You're just... uh, You didn't put that on airplane mode, you dick. I can see what you're trying to do here, Miz. You're just trying to mess up Samoa Joe and Rusev's match. But then but, she goes in for it. Yeah, then she for like says, no reason. "Yeah, no, no reason." She just says, "Okay, you can be the ref." So that was, that was not great. Up next was, uh, our oh, you're, well, you're leaving out Ms. going for the the contract. I'm sorry, what? Ms. going for the contract? Oh wait, no, I'm skipping ahead. That's, Never mind. We're skipping ahead. Yeah, keep this part in because I'm a dipshit. <laughs> this is staying in. <laughs> Anyway, we went backstage again to Jerry the King Lawler. No, he was out. He, was he came stage. out. Oh, he was out on stage. I'm sorry. Duh. Uh, now I'm stupid. Fucking idiot. I'm going to cut this part out because I can't look stupid. <laughs> try, cut it. Just try. <laughs> I'm leaving this part in. Anyway, we it's were... It's like a called out. <laughs> <laughs> we were on stage with Jerry the King Lawler and AJ the Flat Earth. Styles. Who came out? Uh, Alex Jones Styles. To a rapper Bob song, fellow flat earther. <laughs> uh, I, I don't really have much to say here. This, no, this was, was pretty boring. Yeah, it was boring. Uh, 
It is a highlight in the ring, but not a highlight. What? What? Anyway. Then we had Back to the Miz backstage, and he was training with one of the real refs. Did you fast forward through this portion as well? Well, here's the truth that happened. He was training with one of the refs, and that's it. Well, was it really training? He was just telling them, like, no, you can't poke them. Yeah, you, you're not allowed to hit oh, the wrestlers. I do remember this. Yeah. The next match was Rusev versus Samoa Joe with The Miz as special referee. Uh, we had Aiden English come out to introduce Rusev, and then uh, we got right to the fight. So what did you guys think of this one? Um, I wrote down Samoa Joe had a really nice dive through the ropes onto Rusev. Um. And then I got kind of to the end, so that must have been the only... Otherwise, I think that it really just was a, you know, a rough-looking match. Yeah, they looked it like... looked, they looked, both looked gassed out the whole time. And they both look like they're, look like violent guys in the ring. They look, uh... no? I don't think they look violent. Maybe I'm not describing myself. It looks like they're... More, they look more physical than a lot of the other guys. Okay, I'm cutting this part out. Anyway, go ahead. Why don't you tell us how it ended? So, uh, Miz gets hit by Samoa Joe, who then goes to pin Rusev, and Miz won't count for him. <laughs> so he gets distracted, and Rusev actually pins Samoa Joe, who then tries to go up. The ladder, but uh, the Miz gives him the skull crushing finale and goes up to get the briefcase himself. He takes it over the announce table for some reason. I thought that was weird that he was going to take it over there, but then he gets over there and they open it up and it's full of pancakes. And Miz, his acting was so great. He like. He grabs them all and he's squishing them between his fingers <laughs> and he's screaming, New Dad! And then one of my favorite backstage bits was they cut backstage and New Day is super jazzed and <laughs> jumping around. We tricked him! Yeah. And just laughing their asses off. And two of them are in one shirt. It's They're just so great. I know uh, we discovered last week the New Day is a Everybody's favorite. Everybody here's favorite. And this was a limited week for the New Day, but I did enjoy this uh, bit here. What little time they had. What little time we had with the New Day was pretty great. Uh, also, you, you mentioned something earlier about uh, Rusev and Samoa Joe seeming like the most violent. I was, what is, they, they do seem very eager, like very, very primal. Um, See, you could have agreed with me earlier. Well, just... Well, I was kind of no, I'm leaving in the part where Cassandra contradicts me, even before Mike was trying to make me look foolish here. <laughs> I'm not editing the part where I looked foolish. That's Congratulations. That, that's very big of you. That's You're you're almost seven feet tall. I'm almost that's, seven that's feet tall. But yeah, primal, I think, is the word. Primal. Primal. Like, uh, kind of like the, the paleo diet, which is a new option <laughs> at Golden Corral. <laughs> For like twelve ninety nine, they can cater. No upcharge on that. No upcharge. They can cater to any weird eating disorder you have. Uh, earlier in the in the week, we did find out 
from Kevin Owens that Finn Balor is a weirdo gluten-free person. Do they offer gluten-free? They do offer gluten-free options. And several of the... But they do they do shame you for it. <laughs> well, as well they should. As well. They should just have a sign that says gluten-free. And that's all you need to tell people. You don't, you don't really have to do it. You just cook regular stuff and have a sign that says hashtag gluten-free and then you're fine. Unless you're one of the rare, like, one of the rare people who actually has a gluten allergy mm. and then you just, like, shit uncontrollably. Which could be a problem. Just don't have a gluten allergy. But at every Golden Corral, there is a bathroom. With unlimited toilet paper. <laughs> No, there, there is there's a hard game. limit. I, can find that. <laughs> I think let's move along from the Golden Corral to the Jeff Hardy and Shinsuke well, Nakamura match. <laughs> what did everybody think about Jeff Hardy and Shinsuke? I love that it was two weirdos just having a weird contest the whole time. Uh, they just trying to out weird each yeah. other. Agreed. Uh, and they got in some nice moves as well. Yeah. And then. Uh, Shinsuke again with uh, the dick punch getting disqualified. <laughs> the, low, the low blow? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, the gold bond ultimate low blow. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by gold bond ultimate powder and spray. Powder balls. Keep your balls dry. <laughs> so, Jeff Hardy's our winner by disqualification, but we did get to see once again Shinsuke do the 10 count and, uh, yell last man standing which i'm enjoying thoroughly so then we moved along to backstage with carmella mike i believe you said that this is one of your highlights of the week right no no you didn't like carmella backstage no but i meant because the uh makeup artist was there oh yeah you you were very complimentary to the makeup (laughs) artist yes well i i guess they moved like the big orange vats out of the room (laughs) at that point because you really couldn't tell, but yeah. I mean the, the people, the people behind the scenes were there. Yeah. They just didn't have their their buckets of orange paint. <laughs> That's true. No buckets of orange paint. I guess Carmella didn't want to be orange like. Well, Carmella Dolph, wasn't orange like a couple of the other like ones. Like Dolph Ziggler. Uh, so we got Carmella once again saying that. Uh, Charlotte beat Oscar twice, and she beat Charlotte. Or pardon me. Charlotte beat Asuka, and she beat Charlotte twice, but then she didn't follow it up with the punchline that that makes her twice as good as Asuka. But Carmella is not concerned with Asuka. And then everybody's apparent favorite promo of the night, we had Big Cass. Mm. So what did you guys think of Big Cass? Big Cass said that he went to the state fair... A uh, bunch of jokes about the state fair and... Uh, oh, yeah, I had this down in my bed of backstage stuff. I don't know. It's just, it felt really flat. I, I actually it's, do agree. This was mostly bad. The only part that I liked was that he had a giant prop that uh, said you had to be seven feet tall to ride this ride. It, it, it was basically four minutes of him jerking himself off. Yeah. Uh, I also was not a fan of this promo. It wasn't great. It wasn't. It wasn't good even. It yeah, wasn't yeah. good at all. Uh, I'm not enjoying Big Cass. Uh, I. I don't think it's going to be a spectacular match. Uh, but we'll get to that a little bit later in the show. Up next, we had the ten woman tag match. What did everybody think here? Um, uh, 
I thought it was really entertaining. This was a really good match. Yeah. I think we're all going to agree there. Um, one thing that really stood out for me, and it's happened for the past three weeks or so, that Charlotte has repeatedly tried to go for the top rope moonsault, and every time she does it, she gets kicked in the stomach. And at some point, you have to say, when are you going to stop doing that? When are you, when well, you, you going to stop telling a lady what to do? Yeah, really. And she did it backwards onto the Iconics on the outside of that the That did work, but it, it missed earlier when she tried to do it on Peyton in the ring. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, it just stood out for me. That's all. I will not tell Charlotte what to do. No, she is a you. former WWE Women's Champion, multiple-time champion. What am I? I'm oh, how this, big of you? I'm You're on this, agreeing not to tell her. What I'm on this stupid do. podcast <laughs> with two assholes. I'm surrounded by assholes. Anyway, at the end... Uh, you know where you'll never be surrounded by assholes. No, where? Golden Corral. Golden Corral. <laughs> the no asshole guarantee at Golden Corral. <laughs> Very strict no assholes policy. No assholes and no pets. See, here I thought it was illegal for me to discriminate against assholes. I would have thrown you both out <laughs> years ago. Assholes not a protected class. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so we went... Uh, we... At the end of the match, we had Carmella try to kick Asuka, and Asuka put on the Asuka lock, and Carmella tapped out, giving the win to the giving a win to the face women's team. And uh, we ended the evening with Asuka surrounded by Charlotte, Becky Lynch, Lana, and Naomi, all the women who will be in the Money in the Bank match, who all looked up basically at the same time at the briefcase. Realizing that should Oxa beach uh, Carmella at Money in the Bank, one of them could be facing her in the future. So what did everybody think about SmackDown this week? Oh, I'm I'm kind of with you on them all. Like kind of looking up at once, like you felt that unity. <laughs> uh, just for that brief moment, they were all connected as as Moon Sisters. I just wanted to agree with you on that. Well, thank you. Yeah, I'm really glad that you agreed. Uh, so uh, let let's see what who preferred Raw. This week for me, uh, I had written down on the preferred show. It was a toss up. I like both. I think N- nothing really stood out as terrible as it has been the past couple of weeks. I I, I kind of feel like neither was really a g- great sell for the pay per view. If I wasn't already going to watch it, I'm not watching it now because of either of them. But I give, I'll give a slight edge to SmackDown. Yeah. It's not like it's been some weeks where SmackDown was light years better than Raw. I just felt it was a little bit better. Mike, what did you think here? Uh, I thought Raw was better. I mean, it was by a narrow, narrow okay. margin. Um, but just because it had uh, it had the most Golden Corral spots. <laughs> Uh, the most taglines, the most plugs, the most commercials. For... See, for me, it's SmackDown's picture-in-picture picture commercial <laughs> segments that really put SmackDown just a, a smidgen ahead. Mm-hmm. Anyway. But see, where SmackDown, the only picture-in-picture picture was promoting their own events. That's that was, true. Oh, that was Raw. Yeah. 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 Sorry, Raw. So, 
Cassandra, did you have a favorite or least favorite part that happened backstage this week? Um, my two favorite parts were uh, Kevin Owens trying to make an alliance with uh, Finn and offering him the Golden Corral Black Olives, and the other one was the New Day uh, celebrating super hard about tricking the Miz. I, I think... I think we're all three going to be in agreement that those were the two best yeah. backstage moments this week. Anybody have a worst moment? My worst moment was uh, probably Big Cass, but also Carmella, who is has been doing really well, but really flubbed it this week. And I was super disappointed that there was no Kurt Angle on a cell phone this week. There's <laughs> only so much that you can fit into a three-hour <laughs> wrestling yeah. show. Um we had, I, the, we had the whole plan to dub over his phone calls. Oh, yeah. yeah. We would we were gonna be Stephanie and his phone calls mm-hmm. to Stephanie. Ah, they must have listened to our podcast <laughs> and said, No, we cannot allow this embarrassment to our billion dollar company. Surely we'll look foolish. <laughs> we'll tarnish the integrity of everything we stand for. So I I I didn't like those segments in particular either, but my least favorite was actually No Way Jose dancing past Kurt Hawkins. Uh, overall, I could have just dealt with neither of them being on TV this week at all. I didn't see that backstage segment, so I um, write it down. I'm like. They've got to fill time. It's three and a half hours. Weeks ago, when No Way Jose premiered, I, I thought it, it, that I was kind of excited for him, but now at this point I'm totally over No Way Jose, and I have no interest in Kurt Hawkins either. So anybody, any comments from the announced team that we haven't already covered? Uh, I just marked down the John Mayer, Jay-Z, what's John the difference? Mayer, Jay-Z, yeah. what's the difference? That was good. I had one. Uh, so the worst thing the announcer said this week was during the Hardy-Nakamura match, uh, Cole said, adrenaline junkie looking the fly about ex-heroin addict Jeff Hardy, and it was very cringeworthy. It was cringeworthy. Uh, uh, what was your favorite piece of shit talk from this week? Uh, I already told you it was Elias and his amazing song about Seth Rollins. I also really liked the Iconics. Um, they got my honorable mention for making fun of the other girls. I liked all that, too. I also did really thoroughly enjoy Kevin Owens' nice robe to Bobby Roots as he left. I just really thought that was funny. Uh, I, I felt that it was, like, borderline sacrilegious. I mean, it, Roots' whole yeah. thing is it's It would be sacrilegious thing. if it was flair. No. And well, his robe. Bobby Roode is not doing a, a religious bit. Christian. I don't know where you guys are getting this he's from. Like, the robe. Glorious. The, with the choir. <laughs> okay, maybe I'm missing part of the Bobby Roode shtick. It's all—he's all sparkly and like where—where where does glory go? Glory to God, you know. Okay, maybe that's correct. Maybe you are right. Maybe that is a <laughs> Christian-themed bit with Bobby Roode. I That's had, why he's so boring. <laughs> I had some, speaking of robes, I had some fashion break moments this week. Oh, what what did we... So, I made note of Baron Corbin cutting off his disgusting, greasy hair, and he was dressed up. He had, like, a vest, business casual on to be the new constable, really taking it serious. So that was a step up for Baron Corbin. Mm-hmm. This is a positive fashion police note. 
Samoa Joe got a really terrible haircut. It was like a really wide but short mohawk. Oh, it looked like a 70s murder. Yeah, yeah, it was real bad. It was somewhere between too wide of a mohawk or too narrow of an undercut. It was a very, yeah, it looked it's like very the barber odd. just like slipped and then tried to correct it and it went too short. Yeah. yeah. Um, the More we've fashion. Already, we've already mentioned the terrible rogue spray tanner this week um, that attacked Ziggler, Bobby Roode, and Lana. Um, speaking of Lana, she wasn't wearing the gold vagina costume. She had on a, a Happy Lana Day shirt. So is that a improvement or a deterioration of her costume? Well, we were trying to figure out what it was, so I wanted to see it again this week and see if it was a candle, like you claim. It was a candle. It's not a candle. It's a it's vagina. A uh, Bray Wyatt was wearing a ridiculous leather fedora to set off his Texas Chainsaw Massacre apron. It really <laughs> paired nicely. And then we got, of course, the Braun Strowman nip slip four minutes into the fatal four-way match. Can't go a week without it. There you have it. Your, your fashion, fashion minute. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so I guess since Sunday is Money in the Bank... We got to talk about Money in the Bank. Mm -hmm. uh, what we're looking forward to, who we like in the different matches. I'm going to pass this over to you, Cassandra. Okay. So if we want to say who we're looking forward to, um, I'm looking forward to the men's and women's Money in the Bank matches, OBS, and Carmella uh, versus Asuka, and uh, Seth Rollins versus Elias. Those so are the ones I wrote down. What are you looking forward to in Carmella versus Asuka? Um, I just like Carmella, and I like Asuka, so that's it. A, a winning match for you. Yeah. Mike, are you looking forward to any of the matches that are coming up in Money in the Bank? Uh, I'm looking forward to the uh, nothing barred aspect of it. Oh, the, yeah, just yeah, no disqualification. No disqualification. Money in the bank. Yeah. So many dick punches. So many dick punches. <laughs> yeah. So many gold bond low blows. Yeah. I myself am looking forward to the women's Money in the Bank match. I think it's got the potential to be the match of the night. Mm -hmm. uh, Who are you hoping to win it? Mm, that's an interesting, interesting question. Interesting question, because we've got next our Money in the Bank predictions. So we're going to go down the list and each say who we think is going to win. And then next week, we'll determine who had the most wins. And the person with the most gets a $25 gift card to Golden Corral. Wow, that's almost two whole feedings. Yeah. You can get a lot there, too. You can get <laughs> Strap on the old feed bag at Golden Corral. And $12.75. I don't know if you know this, but the chocolate fountain is included in the price of your meal. Get out! Dinner and dessert for the winner. Now, what can you dip in the chocolate fountain? Anything you want. Anything. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> now, is it, is it just the food options they provide? Like, can I grab the chicken tendies? Oh, yeah. And just dip it right in the chocolate fountain? Yeah, they do not care. It, they're very hands-off on that buffet. All right, so I can just, like, grab, like, a handful of olives presented yeah. to, my, to me by Kevin Owens. Yep, a bowl just, of olives, you can just fill it with chocolate. All right. All right, let's get to the matches. All right, so... For the men's Money in the Bank, we've got Kevin Owens, Bobby Roode, The Miz, Finn Balor, Braun Strowman, Rusev, Samoa Joe, and one of the members of the New Day. Who's your pick? 
So I'm thinking that the end of this match is either Bobby Roode or Big E turning heel and winning the Money in the Bank match. Who do you think it's going to be if you had to pick one? If I had to pick one, I'm going to go with Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode turns heel and wins the Money in the Bank Christian match. Christian wrestler Bobby Roode. Well, he'll turn Satanist if he's turning oh, heel. Oh, shit. What's he going to do with his robes? I, maybe, Leather robes. He'll wear black and red robes with fire on them. <laughs> Leather, black, and red robes with fire on them. I really am I'm not clear on where you guys have gotten this glorious Christianity bit. Mike, who are you picking for the men's Money in the Bank match? <coughs> um, I'm going to say New Day. New Day. I, yeah, I think there's going to be... Uh, I think that... The two guys in one T-shirt. I think you have I think to, that was a hint. I think you have to tell us which member of the new day. No, we just did. They're oh. sneaking in. Yeah, they're, three yeah, guys they're sneaking in. One in. T-shirt. Yeah, that's why they're they're doing this whole shtick about not telling who's who it's going to be. It's and be no disqualifications. No disqualifications. Yeah, that is true. No disqualifications. We've never seen anybody yeah. try to sneak three men into the match. And and I'm glad uh, Cassandra backed me up on that because I wasn't quite sure how I was going to say I can't tell them apart. But that's because I don't know their names. It's not. It's not a. It's not, it's not a thing. No, I just don't know who they are, so I can't tell them apart. Anthony, do you have a <laughs> prediction for the men's Money in the Bank match? I'm just gonna double with Mike there because I don't know anybody else's names either besides the New Day. Okay. New Day. Okay. There you have it. Bandwagon it. <laughs> and. Ride together, we die together. I We're close to Philadelphia, so <laughs> it makes sense. Cassandra? I want to say uh, Finn Balor or The Miz, because that's who I hope will win. But I think it probably will be somebody else. And I'm going to put my money on Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. Interesting choice. Mm-hmm. Now that we've all made our choices, it's almost guaranteed to be one of the five other men. (laughs) All right. So, for the women's money in the bank, we have Sasha, Natalia, Charlotte Flair, Amber Moon, Alexa Bliss, Becky Lynch, Naomi, and Lana. Rob? I'm going to go with Natalia here. Mm -hmm. Mike? I might go Charlotte. Anthony? Uh, Becky was the ginger, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll just go with the ginger. Becky would have been my second pick. Same. I really wanted to be Ember Moon, but I don't think it's her year. I think it is going to be Becky. I'm going to go with Anthony. All right. So, last man standing, we have... AJ Flat Earth Styles against Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke, Round Earth Nakamura. <laughs> I, I have to assume that, that that is what they're fighting over. It must be. And really, low blowing a flat earther is. It should make you a baby well face. <laughs> uh, I'm going with Nakamura. Mm-hmm. Mike? Nakamura, by a ball punch. Anthony? Uh, lead singer of the Foo Fighters, AJ. AJ? And I'm going to go with Nakamura as well. I just want him to win. 
Uh, next we have for the Raw Women's Championship, Ronda Rousey versus Nia Jax. Uh, Ronda. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, whoever wins, I don't care, mm-hmm. but uh, Ronda. For betting purposes. For betting purposes, yeah. Right you're, you're chasing the $25 Golden Corral you gift card. You can't look at $25. I thought it was $20. $25. $25. 25 All right. That's, uh, it's, yeah, it's basically two if yeah. you don't tip. Yeah. And who does? It's yeah. a buffet. <laughs> yeah. At Golden, at Golden Corral, you don't have to tip. <laughs> One of the many perks about dining at a fine establishment yeah. like Golden Corral. Anthony? Uh, big Ronda. She's the little one. And even though I'm sure Ronda Rousey's going to win, I'm going to go against all of you and put Nia down. It is a solid way to bet. Yeah. Well, we've been matching a lot here, so Mm -hmm. there you go. Uh, Next, we have the Daniel Bryan Big Cast match. Another, unfortunately, I'm going to pick Big Cast. Mm I'm going to pick Daniel Bryan, even though I think he sucks. So but he doesn't suck as hard as Big Cass. Because mm-hmm. Big Cass, because he's bigger, he sucks, sucks more. so much harder. He sucks so much harder. Seven so feet much more. worth of sucking. Seven feet of suck. Okay. Hey, Pete. Uh, Cass is the tall one? Mm-hmm. I go with the giant from Twin Peaks. Yeah. Big Cass, is he the big one? I'm going to go with Daniel Bryan on this. Fan favorite Daniel Bryan. I think they'll let him win. The WWE does have a history of disappointing for fan favorites, so. Mm, We'll see. We'll see. So next we have the SmackDown Women's Championship of Carmella versus Asuka. I'm giving this one to Carmella. She hasn't had enough time. It's going to be a dirty finish, mm-hmm. but I'm giving it to Carmella. I'm agreeing. Dirty finish by Carmella. Anthony? <laughs> you, you just make everything I say sound <laughs> filthy. You made it sound filthy. How did I make it sound filthy uh, just yeah. by saying dirty finish? <laughs> dirty finish by Carmella. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you said. You're the only perv at this table. Anthony? Uh, Caramella. Caramella. The proper way to pronounce the name. And I'm going to go against everybody, and I'm going to say Asuka. Not because I just want to go against you, but I think that Asuka's going to win. You're just being contrarian. I get it. <laughs> Pulling for my girl, Asuka. Next we have the SmackDown Tag Team Championship of Anderson and Gallows versus the Bludgeon Brothers. And thank God this has been moved to the pre-show. Oh, thank so God. So we can choose not, not to, to watch, watch it. it. We will find the results, but we probably won't watch. Uh, the Bludgeon Brothers. Mm-hmm. Who will be contrary on this one? Nobody. Nobody. Yeah, Bludgeon Brothers. Did I say that okay? Did I, did I turn it filthy? <laughs> Anthony, the, the brothers who bludgeon <laughs> the Blumpkin brothers and I'm going to go with them as well especially now that they've been moved to the, the pre-show yeah. there's not going to be any change and then we have the 
Roman Reigns versus Jinder Mahal, most boring match in the world. No matter who wins, we all lose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Roman Reigns. Mike? Mahal. Which hall? All of them. Anthony? Uh, Reigns, because I'm a fan of alliteration. And I think that it will be Roman Reigns. Next we have Muscles Lashley versus Sami Zayn. Unfortunately, this one's going to be Bobby Lashley. Mike? I'm lashing myself to Lashley. Anthony? Zayn, because that's an awesome name. I agree. I'm putting down Sami Zayn as well. He was the good one in One Direction. Yeah. I liked him in Titanic. And the Phantom. <laughs> and the final match is the Intercontinental Championship with Seth Rollins versus Elias. Robert? Uh, this is a tougher call than some of the others, but I'll go with Seth Rollins. Uh, I'm going to say Seth Rollins just because Elias is going to accidentally choke himself out with one of his scarves. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, he hides, like, coke up there and those scarves in, like, a Steven Tyler way, so that's a burst of energy during the match. It it is. It is, but I think he's just going to get a little overexcited Mm -hmm. and it's just kind of like a dog running around. He's going to lose track of where everything is. Mm It's going to get wrapped around one of the posts, and he's just going to be there dangling. Mm-hmm. Possibly with his wiener out. I don't know. Spoiler alert. for the wiener. <laughs> yeah. Well, if there's coke in the, in the scarves, I'm going to go with Elias there, because he'll be like the, uh, you know, was it, was it Hour Man? Takes his pill, Viagra. No, oh, yeah, he's yeah. for an hour, and then, yeah. yeah. And I have to go, of course, with my favorite, Elias. So as a tiebreaker here, mm-hmm. let's go with uh, what match do you think is going to open the pay-per-view? Ooh. Not including the Bludgeon Brothers that are all, is on the pre-show. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think is going to open the pay-per-view? And we're going to restrict this. We're going to go Cassandra, Anthony, Mike, myself, and only one person can pick each answer, so it can be a legit tiebreaker. So, Cassandra, what match do you think is I think it's going to be Daniel Bryan versus Big Cass. Right. Anthony, what show, What do you think is going to open the show? Hmm. The one from second from the bottom on your list. Bobby Lashley and Sami Zayn. Mike. I'll go Hardy versus Nakamura. It's unlikely. (laughs) It's unlikely. (laughs) Did you mean AJ Flat Earth style? Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Opening the show. I'm gonna go with Seth Rollins versus Elias opens the show. They could always open with one of the Money in the Banks. It's true. Which they've done. It's true. We could all be wrong. I think they open with the Intercontinental. Like they did last month, because it's likely to be one of the best matches of the night. Seth's been on a tear mm-hmm. and having the best matches of anybody in the company, so I think they're going to put it first. But we'll see. We'll see you on Sunday. Yeah.
And you can all see on Sunday as well, uh, uh, watching the Money in the Bank pay-per-view with the special start time of 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, uh, yeah, jump online, jump onto our Facebook group, and you know, chime in on your thoughts. Check out the Instagram. Check out the Instagram. What's the Instagram? It is Nuclear Heat Podcast. And the same for the Facebook, <laughs> Facebook group. <laughs> or again, call us in with your predictions at 609-FUN-ZERO. I think that's everything we have this week. <laughs> one zero. We'll see you next week with Four the Nuclear Heat Podcast. <laughs> next week we'll have the special uh, Money in the Bank episode along with <laughs> our regular episode. So two episodes next week. See you then. Love you. Bye. Yeah. Go and growl. <laughs>